The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trev. Oh, you're going to be screaming. Let's crank it up! A movement over 15 years in the making. This is no simple reform. It really is a revolution. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. The revolution starts in 3, 2, 1. It is Wild Outdoors, and we're talking about a lot of wild things. A lot of wild things. I'm pumped. I always say that, but this time it's actually true. You know who we're going to have on? last week? No, I wasn't that excited last week. No. They were a bunch of bums. Everyone's a bum compared to Joe Montagna, though. Oh, it is. And I can't believe he actually is coming on the show this week. Uh, he's with Gun Stories, though. Outdoor Channel Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. He also known as David Rossi, uh, Criminal Minds. I'm not looking for anyone's permission here. Man, he was in The Godfather. Yeah, and then coming up after him is... Laramie Sasquatch Miller Messing with Sasquatch He's going to talk mountain lion hunting, bear hunting Why people are stupid It's going to be amazing <laughs> uh, And then we're going to have on Cat Daddy He's going to give us a catfish and a spoonbill report I think Yeah, it's going to be a great show It's going to be a great show Then he's going to tell us how he uh, has a fling with Bunny <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's get to Joe Montagna Joe Montagna Jim was so excited he's stuttering What's to understand? <laughs> I do that all the time Wild Outdoors is on this week's Revolution with Jim and Trav now, let's kick off a two-part interview with Joe Montaigne, host of Gun Stories, airing on Outdoor Channel Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. All right, so you might know our next guest as David Stephen Rossi from Criminal Minds. How about Fat Tony The Simpsons? More importantly, Gun Stories Outdoor Channel. That is Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I know him as that guy that's way better looking than me. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Mr. Joe, how's it going, buddy? It's going excellent. Thank you very much. Very good. Yeah, you, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, you're going to start your 11th season on uh, Gun Stories uh, shortly, and uh, it's been quite a ride, hasn't it? It's been a great ride. It really has. I mean, I remember it was over 10 years ago when I was actually in the middle of shooting my series, uh, Criminal Minds, and I get an email kind of sent to my website making an inquiry saying, you know, we, we hear you're a firearms enthusiast and we just thought we'd kind of reach out and think, do you have uh, any possible kind of interest in perhaps hosting a show called Gun Stories? And what's funny I, is when I responded back and said, get back to me. Let's talk about it. Come on over. <laughs> here I'm in Los Angeles. Come on over. It's, apparently the guys who produced it, they couldn't believe that I even responded. And, then, and, they, and they actually showed up and, and I met with them and they said they really still didn't believe it until my, my plane landed in Cody, Wyoming, when we did our first day of shooting at the... Uh, a Buffalo Bill Museum up there, and uh, uh, it was like that's when I think it hit them that oh my god, he actually did it. <laughs> so, uh, 
Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. They're great people. Uh, it's been a great, great 10 years. I've had a lot of fun with it and, um, you know, glad to be doing our 11th. Yeah, now I have a question for you. I read a quote somewhere, uh, Mr. Joe, where you said, I think the Colt 1911 is the greatest pistol ever. And I think you own several of them. But I noticed, yeah. though, your character in Criminal Minds carries a Colt 1911. Did you yeah. did you get to pick that, and did you pick it because it is your favorite pistol? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Well, oh yeah, yeah. Because when I joined the show, I mean, you know, I noticed, you know, I looked what everybody was carrying, and they were all, you know, they're all they're all a bit younger than I am. I mean, I was playing the veteran kind of guy. Yeah. And my character was based on a guy who had some Vietnam experience. Oh. So I absolutely, positively, you know, when when the armorer for the show approached me and says, "Well, what do you want to carry? You know, what kind of Glock or?" You know, you know, basically, we're going to the to the go-to kind of pistols, you know, the kind of more modern semi-autos that everybody else was carrying. I said, no, 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 no. I said, this guy's old school. I said, you know, give me a hog leg. Give me a, give me a semi-auto hog leg. I said, something from maybe like the Vietnam era. And because of that, I've carried different configurations of it on the show. I mean, somebody would have to be really careful to watch. Yeah. But, but ultimately, Sig Sauer made me a wonderful particularly for the show and then Cabot Arms out of Indiana they, they we worked in a couple episodes that I directed where my former sergeant from Vietnam you know talking about in the show presents me with a gift which is a, a custom made 45 1911 replica 45 yeah uh, but made by Cabot Arms rather Cabot Arms out of Indiana so they made me this custom one where it's engraved it's a David Rossi on it the grips have and the, and the gun I carried from Six Hour has the Marine Corps Kind of uh, grips on it. Oh, cool! With, uh, uh, which which are a duplication of the, uh, the of the Vietnam Wall in, in Washington. So I, I really it, it's been great for me to be able to on a firearm that I carry in the show and also one that I display in my office to have something that's actually connected to what I like and what I have a feeling about and tells a backstory. You know, in both instances. Yeah. So yes, that was that was definitely my input to carry a. Uh, 1911. Yeah. Wow. Uh, now, a little backstory here. Now, being born in 1947, uh, you were raised in Cicero, Illinois. That's tough neighborhood, isn't it? Well, I tell you, I, and I came from a tougher neighborhood to get to Cicero. Cicero was kind of a step up. <laughs> I mean, I grew up on the I grew up on the west side of Chicago, and then right around the right around high school age, I mean, it just it, it, it got a little too intense about where, where we were living. And so my, my dad had a sister who lived in Cicero, and so we moved there. It was actually, you know, in, in retrospect, I mean, it was tough in the sense that it's got a history, of course, you know, Al Capone and all of that, and, oh, yeah. and that and the other. But but you know, when you're when you're a teenager and you're growing up somewhere, you know, it is what it is. And to me, it, it was it was just great. And I mean, I owe a lot to Cicero. I mean, if it wouldn't have been Morton East High School in Cicero, Illinois, I don't think I'd be an actor today because the drama department was so good and, and catered to that group of people who lived there and kind of unexpectedly because we weren't like a, obviously like uh, a she-she kind of high-line type of high school. It was, we was a blue-collar high school. You know, a lot of people worked in the steel industry and different kind of industries in, in the Cicero area. So I, I, I give that town a lot of credit. And, 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 and they actually named the street after me in front of it, in front of the high school. Really? Yeah, which is which, which I was very flattered that, that, that they did that. And uh, so I have still a lot of affection for, for that. And I have no, you know, 
everybody has a story, and, and growing up, you know, uh, it, it was fine. I mean, I, 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 I had a pretty good uh, upbringing, and so I, I have no complaints. It's all good. Yeah, everyone has a story, but yours is interesting. <laughs> that's the yeah, difference. well, hopefully. I mean, you know, interesting for me, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so Gun Stories, you have to watch it Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. One of the best shows there is on Outdoor Channel. I love it. All right, so coming from Chicago, okay, yeah. uh, it's riddled with, you know, violence, gun violence in history. But you come out of there. I mean, you are an award-winning actor. Everyone knows you. Everyone loves you. You have uh, gun stories, such a successful, wonderful show. Great run. What do you think is the problem with firearms. Is it lack of education? Because that's one thing I love about gun stories. You're talking about the backstory. You guys dive right. so deep into the history, the operation, everything to how it performs on the range. I mean, there's so much education in gun stories. But right. do you think as a whole, our culture, we're just not educated anymore? You know, I, there was a well, quote. You, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely right. And I mean, what I mean, education, when you say education, my feeling is it goes down to the very basics. And I'm talking about civics. I'm talking about American history. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about understanding the Constitution, understanding. First of all, let me put it this way. I'm not political. Yeah. I don't I don't embrace a political party. And I, will ne I never will do that solely based on like one issue. And that includes the Second Amendment. In other words, I'm not going to say, well, because I, I, I'm such a, and I am, I'm such an avid, strong believer of the Second Amendment. But I'm not going to embrace one political party because of that one issue, because I think, first of all, it shouldn't be political. Mm -hmm. The Second Amendment is the amendment for all of us. We haven't had anybody as smart as the people who wrote the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence since then. I mean, that, that's what amazes me. I mean, I wish we could bring Thomas Jefferson back to life yeah. so he can explain <laughs> to people what all the amendments are about and why they're there and why the Second Amendment is so important. And so what I try to stress to people is, is I say, look, it's not political. I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of feelings about a lot of different subjects in a lot of different ways. And, and some people, if I, if I, if I expose them all, you would say, wow, he's very liberal in that area. And then if I started talking about other stuff, they'd say, oh, wow, you're very conservative in that area and I'm feeling it's based on what you know like as you say education get out there learn about it we don't teach civics anymore we don't teach history you know what I mean it's all about you think you're you, everything is either you know you're either on one side or the other well there's a whole mass of us who are somewhere in that middle world that likes to be able to say well you know what I believe in this this and this but also this this and this and so educate yourself and then make your judgment but this whole thing about thinking that if you believe in the second amendment and if you think firearms are this evil thing and that guns are bad, well, then you're, you know, in my mind, you're a knucklehead. I mean, you, <laughs> might as well think, you might as well say cars are bad because they can kill you. And, you know, a chainsaw is bad because it can kill you. But, but you know, look beyond that and start to realize why we have the, you know, why the Second Amendment is there. And, and you'll understand that, you know, Jefferson and those guys were pretty damn smart. And the reason they made that Second Amendment was, was for a very important reason. And, uh, and, you know, not, and I'm not here to educate everybody. You know, if you're smart enough, go do it yourself. If you're not smart enough, to hell with you. Go watch something <laughs> else. You know? Hey, uh, we, we're coming up on a hard break. Can you stick around? We got a whole lot more to talk about. Yeah, sure. Okay. Hey, we're talking with Joe Montagna. Of course, he's the host of Gun Stories on Outdoor Channels, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Bingo. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channels, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Coming up, we're going to find out if there's going to be a 16th season 
of Ooh. Criminal Minds. We're going to learn more about gun stories. But, Mr. Joe, where can we find you online? Well, JoeMontagna.com. I mean, you, you know, you go there and there'll be, you know, whatever. I, my, my assistant's been running it for about 20 years now. It should <laughs> keep people up to date as to what, what I'm doing, where I'm going, what's up. You, know? you bet. Hey, more Joe Montagna right after this. Don't go anywhere. I've just been handed a bulletin. Joe Montaigne is up next. Stand on your feet, everybody, if you know he's awesome. Yeah. Joe Montaigne. Joe Montaigne. Joe Montaigne. Joe Montaigne. All right, boys, we're off. They live and breathe adventure. 2,800 miles we just drove across the country to finally meet you. Host Jim Kinsey and Brandon Nelson chronicle the beauty and splendor of the natural world. From the sustainability and comfort of a kitted-out van. We spot a miracle bug right off the road. It's very real out there. Not for the faint-hearted. Oh, God! I'm nauseous. Pretty nauseous right now. Adventure Hunter. All-new series, Mondays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Only on Sportsman Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. The world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you. Or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Wild Outdoors. Now, back to Joe Montaigne, host of Gun Stories, airing on Outdoor Channel Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're on the other side. We're talking Wild Outdoors on this week's show. And uh, before the break, we had part one with Joe Montaigne. Talking about great things that are happening with gun stories. Exactly. I have such a crush on him. Man Uh-oh. crush. Man crush is what that is. Gun <laughs> big, stories. Big gun stories outdoor channel Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. All right, Mr. Joe, I gotta ask you. When I'm watching gun stories, there is so much production. There are so many elements. I mean, to put together a show like that, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, this is educational. This is fun. How much work goes into gun stories? Well, you know, there's a lot of work. You know, a lot of it's going on behind the scenes in terms of, even for, for me, in the sense that, you know, you know, those boys and girls are out there doing their, their work, and by the time I come in, you know, 80% of it's already there. So my hat's off to them. But, you know, when, when, when first Tim Kremen first came to me from Outdoor Channel and, and Michael Bain back in the days, it, 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 these guys knew what they were doing, and they had it pretty well planned out. And we had a concept and we've kind of, every year we try to work on it. My, my assistant, Dan Ram, uh, became involved, became a co-producer with me, does some of the writing now. We've tried to kind of, uh, and you know, Dan also has a show, uh, Hollywood Weapons, which he created, which is another one of the shows oh, yeah. on the outdoor channel. And, uh, and so we tried to make it not just educational and interesting, but fun and, and run the gamut, get into topics that, you know, sometimes a little, out of left field, you know, we, we did it. I know we did one one episode, which was the guns of Custer, and then we did another episode, which was the guns of the Native Americans who kind of fought Custer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, we get into some diverse kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, this last season, we you know we brought we did a whole thing on, on bringing back the snake guns of Colt, which was really great. We, we've profiled specific companies, whether they were Six Hour Colt. Uh, we did a thing on Cabot Arms, the company as I as I mentioned that made that special. Uh, gone for me for criminal minds. Um, 
uh, Ruger. We've done, we've picked specific companies and, and then highlighted, you know, what, how they, what they are, how, what their history. And so it's, it's been a real education for me. A lot of fun. Yes, a lot of work goes into it. We, we bring in different aspects each year. Sometimes we, we work in graphics, sometimes little cartoon things that kind of explain the workings of things. And, uh, so hopefully there's something for everybody. In other words, for the gun enthusiast that really is very well educated about firearms, and then also somebody who's just watching it for the first time, maybe just has a passing interest and wants to learn about what, what, what that's all about. Oh, holy cow. Now, you got renewed for the 11th season, correct, Mr. Joe? Yeah, we're, 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 we're up for another season, exactly. You're plugging away and a new season of Hollywood Weapons as well, correct? That's correct. My assistant, Dan Ram, who created the show, is he's, he's busy working on that right now. He's doing all the prep work for that. They'll, they'll, they'll probably start filming that before we even start our new season of Gun Stories. So we're excited that that's happening again. Is the 16th season of Criminal Minds, Mr. Joe, is it going to happen? Can you give us a little insight or not? Well, I, 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 the best insight I can give you is the truth. And the truth is, let's put it this way, is is it. It's in the air. Let's put it that way. I mean, it's not, it's not a done deal. There's, there's a very strong interest. I, I, let's put it this way. If it happens, I won't be the most surprised guy on the block. And so in other words, in other words, I, I think it's a good idea. We know it's doing well. It's one of the most popular streaming shows right now on the planet Earth. Yeah. So I think, you know, finally, I think the wisdom of the, of the, of the, of the the powers that be out there came to the realization uh, anything that's that popular worldwide might be worth doing some more of. So um, all I can say is that's in the works. It's not a done deal, but um, I'm hopeful. In other words, and if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But but uh, I, I would say there is a um, fair to middling chance that we may see some more of, of uh, Criminal Minds, yes. Oh, I hope so. Now, n- last yeah. thing here is I actually yeah. got a text from Jeff Bezos this morning, and Ooh. he said something exciting about you and Amazon. What is that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I am def- I am starting that actually uh, next week. I'm starting a new show for really? Amazon. Yeah, and, and it, 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 right now the, the working title is just called The Untitled Jason Kadams Project. Now, Jason Kadams is the... Is the uh, the gentleman who did the shows Parenthood and Friday Night Lights. Yeah. People who are familiar with those shows. Now, I have a, I have a daughter with autism. That, that's, that's fairly well known out there. And what I love about this show, it, it's a show that deals with three young adults who, who are on the autism spectrum. And these three young actors actually are. And it's a wonderful, wonderful show. I, I, we did the pilot over a year ago. We would have actually shot all the episodes by now, but of course the COVID thing happened. We had to wait. Yeah. But now we're able to go back into production. So we're going to start the first season of that. And it, it deals with these, the world of that, these young people who, who are on the autism spectrum. And what's great about it is they're, they're very sensitive to it. We have people on the crew who are on the spectrum. My daughter is even, uh, who, who has a background in, in, in makeup. They're going to try to find something maybe for her to do in that area. So they, they put their money where their mouth is with, with this show. And, it, and it's funny. It's touching. It's, it's emotional and it's raw because it is Amazon. I mean, it's not network television. So we're able to really take this half hour program and kind of show what that's like. But it's a, it's a dramatic show and it tells, you know, and it follows these three young adults. And, uh, it's just terrific. And I'm very, very excited about that and I'm happy to be doing it. So, so my plate's slow. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been very blessed. Look, I, I've had a, a great life. I, 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 I make a living playing pretend. You know what I mean? And, I, and, and, and so how, how, what have I got to complain about? And I've had both my COVID shots. Oh. So I'm, I'm even ahead of there. So. 
There you go. What advantage of being over 65. You, know what I mean? so. <laughs> you bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. Uh, We're excited about your new project coming up. Uh, we've been talking with you. Joe Montaigne, host of uh, Gun Stories on Outdoor Channel, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. You have to watch it. Such a fantastic show. Love everything Joe does. Uh, this has been presented, though, by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Hey, we have got, get this, Laramie Sasquatch Miller. Yeah, he's with Last of a Breed. That's Sportsman Channel Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Joe, again, to learn about you and all of the projects you are involved in, uh, where can we find you online? JoeMontagna.com. As long as you spell my name right, you'll find me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you can you can make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> That's right. There I, you go. Mr. Joe. Oh, yes, and Fat Tony. Fat Tony is still around. Still, <laughs> I've been doing Simpsons for over 30 years now. Yes! So Fat Tony was... He's, he still lives, so on we go with that. <laughs> that is so cool. All right, hey, Mr. Joe, thank you so much. We love you, buddy. My pleasure. Great talking to you guys once again. Take care. I said Joe Montana. JimandTrav.com. Got to get on the internet. Stay connected by connecting to us with show archives, Jim's blog, Trav's take. It's this website that's got, like, everything. Buy or bust, Mrs. Bunny, plus expert advice from our hunting and fishing pros, JimandTrav.com. Connect with the show via email or social media. Listen anytime, in the truck, at work, in a blind, or at home. If it's hunter-related and newsworthy, connect with it here, JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The revolution will be right back. Savor the finer things in life. Hunting, fishing, and eating. Every adventure starts in the field and ends on the fork. Join Epic Outdoorsmen Steve Ranella, Daniel Vitalis, and Scott Laseth as they hunt, fish, and forage around the world to create the perfect meal. I could eat the snot out of this thing all day long. The most mouth-watering night in Outdoor Channel history. Taste of the wild. Mondays beginning at 7 on Outdoor Channel. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Wild Outdoors is on today's revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, here's another two-parter with Laramie Sasquatch Miller, host of Last of a Breed on Sportsman Channel, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Hey, we are back. We are talking Wild Outdoors in this week's show. Before the break, we had Joe Montaigne. And, of course, he has gun stories on Outdoor Channel Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. But our next guest, he's a wild man. That's right. All I want to know, one thing, first of all, Laramie Sasquatch Miller, host of Last the Breed on Sportsman Channel, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You have to watch it. Also, I think it just hit my outdoor TV, so you can get Last the Breed there as well. How many fingers do you have left, Laramie? Well, this uh, I have nine. I just had frostbite on four of them the other day, so I was close to losing a couple, but I still got nine left. You still got nine <laughs> left? Oh, one in a shooting accident kind of went bye-bye, but I saw that uh, frostbite, dude. That looked painful. Oh, it was. It was, uh, so the high was negative three, and of course, I'm out there following my dogs all day long, and my, my fingers were numb, which I've had that before, And <laughs> but I was wearing fingerless gloves so that I could be able to feel, and that was... Probably not the smartest thing in that cold weather, but they <laughs> blistered up and they're steel peeling. That was 
two, three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. I had the same thing happen. I was on a, a hunt up in Manitoba, had my ears get frostbitten. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I got to tell you, they turned black. <laughs> Looked like he just didn't wash very well. Um, I was watching, you know, let's get into mountain lion hunting. You're actually up there in Montana right now. Uh, and mountain lion hunting, it's one of the most difficult hunts. It takes a tremendous amount of skill, a ton of scouting, uh, a, a lot, lot of, of stamina, savvy woodsmanship. But you recently, because you, I think you said it was like your spirit animal. You harvested a big cat that only had like three and a quarter paws, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So he actually, he, he had three toes on his front right paw. And his front left paw, all the toes were missing <laughs> except for his dew claw. So he had no claws. He just had one dew claw on it. Jeez but that cat, I mean, he was the fattest cat I've ever skinned. So he had no problem killing animals. But he just adapted. And, I mean, it was pretty crazy. I could kind of tell his, his track was a little funky. But I thought he was just double-stepping because it was so cold, maybe. Yeah. But no. thought he was gimping around like Jimbo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but you know, the thing is... They travel, I mean, a lot. Like, their territory could be 150 square miles, couldn't it? You know, it's crazy. So, they've done a lot of research here, especially lately, collaring cats and stuff and watching their movement patterns. And, you know, not every cat is the same. You know, a lot of people would think that the big toms would be the ones that roam the most. And they actually roam the least because they have their set designated areas and they're king in that area so they don't have to roam. But you get your young toms and your females will actually roam quite a ways I and mean, they roam 60 to 80 square miles on average but you'll get your young toms that they'll take off i mean they've you hear it all the time there was one that took off it got collared in south dakota and uh, it went down into northern colorado oh. came back up and then it, it yeah, i think it wound up getting killed in wyoming somewhere and they, they had another one that i mean it took off and went east it was trying to go to new york city i think it got <laughs> hit by a car in like minnesota or something <laughs> you know so in the west you know, our conservation and our hunting numbers for predators are very low. I mean, we should be harvesting more than we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, all you got to do is look at the wolves and the bears. You know, mountain lions get displaced because of wolves. You know, wolves will come in and push mountain lions out of areas. So they're having to keep moving and finding more areas. And guess what? They're still whitetail. They're still game for them to hunt out there. So I think they've always been you know, moved and been in areas, but now they're just starting to get more of a population and you have a lot more people, a lot more houses, you know, so they're getting displaced. That's right. They're having to move, you know, they're having to move because let's face it, you got places where let's take Colorado, for instance, the numbers that they have compared to the number of cats that they kill is, I mean, they should be, there's a reason their quotas fill up so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's set on a quota base. So, you know, let's say in one area they have, oh, 12 cats that they're going to kill. Well, it hits that 12 number in like the first two weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. So the whole rest of the season's closed in that area. But, you know, it's kind of common sense to me, I guess not to everybody, but when you're killed, when, just like let's take the wolves in uh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So when you fill the quota that fast, what does that mean? That means you have too many of that animal. Oh, yeah. You know, so the quota should be raised a little bit, in my opinion, so that you have a good balance for everybody. Yeah. If we don't do that, then guess what? We're all teaming up on them deer and elk, and we're all killing them. 
and nobody's managing the predators. We can't go around and manage people, so <laughs> yeah, we have to manage the predators. Well, it seems like that's what they're trying to do in certain places. I don't know. Uh, yeah. know Laramie Sasquatch. Well, we don't Miller. even want to get into politics. <laughs> <laughs> right, make sure you watch Last of a Breed. It is such a fantastic show. Sportsman Channel, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You have to tune in uh, and check it out. It, you know, it's really interesting. As you're talking about all these predators are being displaced, you know, I mean, 100, 150. 50, 200 years ago, we overhunted our predators, and now we we hardly do it all. You know, I mean, there's very few that run dogs that, you know, chase mountain lions, chase bears for a living. Um, but it's something we really need to do because, like you said, I mean, this is devastating to our big game populations from elk, uh, mule deer, whitetail, uh, so on and so forth. And it really is important, and it's not like you're just going out there to kill them, to kill them. I mean, this is conservation. No. You are saving the hide. You are eating the meat. You are doing your part. And the thing is, you are following the guidelines that the DNR set. These are their quotas. And once it gets filled, like you said, they end the season. It's not like we're going overboard with it. Exactly. Well, and the thing, too, the biggest thing about hunting predators is you're able to pick and choose a lot more. You know, so most areas... We can talk about baiting or running with dogs in both bears and cats. Mm-hmm. Well, you're able to pick, you know, kind of choose your mature animals when you're hunting that way. So as a conservation standpoint, predator hunting is even more conservation-based than any other hunting out there because you're taking the mature animals, you know, out of your population and allowing the younger ones to come up and, you know, have that constant revolving door. You know, when you're deer and elk hunting, how many people, you know, they go out and shoot the first thing they see, you know, then you're killing a lot of young ones. And on a conservation base, yes, believe me, I'm not a trophy hunter by no means. I love to eat what I kill. Yeah. But at the same time, on a conservation basis, you know, it, it always amazes me that people get upset about bears and cats and wolves. and But especially bears and cats, you're able to pick and manage what you shoot. Mm-hmm. Because of the dogs, because of baiting, because of the different tactics that you use. I mean, let's face it, if we didn't have dogs, you'd rarely ever kill a mountain lion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you bet. They'd be killing a lot more people than you see. <laughs> you bet. Yeah. Hey, we got we got to take a break, uh, big guy. Can you stick around? I'll be here. All right. We're talking with Larry Sussman. Larry. No, I was talking to his brother. <laughs> oh, Larry. <laughs> yeah, you know him. He lives in Bayfield, yeah. Colorado. We've only interviewed Laramie like 30 times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoever this guy is, he's a host of Last of a Breed on Sportsman Channel, Monday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Bingo. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Before we get to a break, uh, Mr. Laramie, where can we find you online, buddy? So LaramieMiller.com or LastOfABreed.com, they both go to the same place. Then you can also find me, Laramie Sasquatch Miller, on both Facebook and Instagram. That's right. Pick up some of his merch, too. Got some awesome uh, tumblers and uh, shirts. All right, we got to get to a break. We will return right after this. I see Sasquatch. Sasquatch likes to tan with cow brains. What's that? Sasquatch likes to tan with cow brains. There's not enough brain in a beaver to tan the hide of a deer, but like what I use, I usually go get uh, cow brains. You can never apply too much brain. Don't go anywhere. Laramie Sasquatch Miller from Last of a Breed is sticking around to hang out with Jim and Trav. And you should too. 
You tell the nonfiction. Okay, I'll tell the nonfiction. This is what I remember. We were the first hunters in the Congo in something like 40 years. When Jim Shockey talks, outdoorsmen listen. You're the greatest mule deer hunter alive. I'll tell anybody. Sit down with some of the greatest hunters in the world who share their amazing experiences. That day changed my life. Shock Therapy, Sundays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined the side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Talking wild outdoors. Now, let's rejoin the boys and Laramie Sasquatch Miller, host of Last of a Breed on Sportsman Channel, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking wild outdoors on this week's show. Before the break, we had old Laramie Miller. Sasquatch. And, uh, yeah, he has a program called Last of a Breed on Sportsman Channel, Monday nights at 8 o'clock. And, uh, you know, we talked a whole lot about mountain lion hunting and so forth. But what most people don't realize, and you kind of alluded to it in the first part of the interview, was the fact of the endurance. I know when I shot mine, when I harvested mine down in New Mexico around Reserve, we went through five canyons in three days following dogs and once you're on the trail you got to stick with it don't you mm-hmm. i've had times where i question to myself what in the heck am i doing yeah or one time in particular of course i'm i'm notorious i saw this uh little quote the other day that said the more you know the less you need yeah and i'm notorious for being the worst that i'll take off and you know, i do a lot of my hunt mountain lion hunting out of jeeps yeah and so I'll take off from my Jeep, no backpack. I'm <laughs> following my dog just because I don't have the intention of going far, but you never know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, one day I had, I ended up, I was 17 air miles from my Jeep. Oh, oh wow. Cat, yeah, we had a cat treed. We had gone 36 miles, oh. and uh, I wound up, well, I called Jim Kinsey, a friend of mine up here in Montana. I called him to come pick me up, and it took us two and a half hours to drive back around to where my Jeep was. No oh, way, wow. really? Yeah. <laughs> I just took off cross-country, and, you know, especially up here where there's wolves, and, I mean, the wolves will come in and kill your dogs faster than anything. Oh, so yeah. me as a houndsman, you know, I want to try to be right there close to my dogs all the time. And so you never know where you're going to go. So the endurance and the mental capacity that you have to have to be able to hike all day long in two, three foot of snow up and down steep mountains chasing these magnificent predators is, I mean, it's second to none. Yeah. Hey, we're going to change uh, boats here in the middle of the stream, but uh, we're coming up on spring bear season. And it seems like, you know, we've been talking about hunting with dogs, you know, more and more states are closing to dog hunting 
uh, for bear. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, the first time I hunted bear was up in Maine with Wayne Bozowitz, Foggy Mountain Guide Service, and he ran plot hounds. What kind of hounds do you run? I've got a mix of hounds. So I've got uh, my, my best dog, which he's like my personal dog, too. He's half Catahoula, half blue tick, and I've got a couple of blue ticks, and I've had plots, and I've got a couple of running walkers, and so I got a I got a mix of a lot of stuff. But, Menagerie. Yeah, <laughs> I pick a dog's personality and I roll with it. <laughs> like if he that. can tell a good joke, he's in. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So in <laughs> you got to listen to me. <laughs> in your opinion, as a mountain man, I mean, this is what you're known for: using more primitive weapons, living off the land. I mean, it, it's really neat what you do. And once again, people have to watch uh, last of every great show, Sportsman Channel. That is Mondays, eight p.m. Eastern time. Why do you think it is people have this affinity for predators, whether it is coyotes, it is wolves, bobcats, bears? They don't want them managed, and they don't realize that the better we manage them, the healthier they are as a population out there. Um, the better off they're going to be. There's going to be less disease. They're going to be way healthier. Why do you think it is that certain animal rights groups they just cling on to these animals and they don't understand how brutal they are uh what kind of havoc they wreak on other animals out there in the wild why do you think that is though buddy well that's at the end of the day it's all education yeah you know and and you can't educate somebody that doesn't want to be educated they're running off of emotion and not science exactly you know they look at a coyote or a wolf or and they equate it to their dog you know they look Mm -hmm. at a mountain lion they equate it to a big cat you know, bears, they think of Pooh Bear. <laughs> you know, these animals, these are wild animals, and, you know, they have no clue what they go through in the wild. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the devastation that they create, wolves, coyotes, they harass. I mean, you think you just take your dog out and you let him chase sheep or deer. You, you know, you take a dog that hasn't been around sheep and you put him in with sheep and he's going to slaughter every sheep he can in there. Yeah. It's because it, it's just natural to him. That's why you keep your dog away from sheep. Well, we can't go keep all these animals away from others. It's naturally in them. And if we don't manage it, mm-hmm. you know, then like you say, then they start turning on each other and they start moving into areas and pulling little house dogs out of backyards and crawling over fences. And you see that happen all the time. And why does it happen? Because in those areas, they aren't managed, mm-hmm. you know, and so you know, it, it's a revolving door that, I don't think we're ever going to completely be able to eliminate that because we, I mean, you look at the way this world's going now and, and the thought process of things, <laughs> common sense got lost somewhere. I don't know if it floated away in the ocean or something, but, you know, people just, the fact that they can't sit there and look and say, look, if we don't do this for the betterment of everything, mm-hmm. they can't grasp their head around that. They think that these animals have feelings and these animals have, you know, they don't think and comprehend like humans do. You know, they think you take a mountain lion. He's thinking of just a couple of things. Where am I going to get my next meal? Where's my next girlfriend? Mm-hmm. And where am I going to sleep? Yeah. He don't care about anything else. The rest of it is all naturally. He just reacts. Mm. You know, there's there's no humanity in it, honestly. No. Um, it- you look at, you know, mountain lions, <clears throat> which have always amazed me because they do, for the most part, most of their kills are kind of quick and clean. Mm-hmm. But you take a coyote or a wolf or even a bear. And they'll drag an animal down and they'll sit there and start eating it while it's alive. Uh You know, and people don't realize the ruthlessness of 
the wild, of the mountains, of wild animals. You know, they see all these pictures and, you know, they think Animal Planet and all the nice <laughs> things. They don't, they don't see what, you know, what goes on kind of like our government. We don't see what goes on behind the closed doors, and so we just act blinded to it. Well, if you educate yourself and you know about it, then your eyes get opened. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Laramie Sasquatch Miller. I hope I said that right. Uh, he's the host of Last of a Breed. He did that time. <laughs> hey, uh, he's the host of Last of a Breed on Sportsman Channel, Monday nights at 8 o'clock. That's right. And if you do want to educate yourself on proper wildlife management, you do have to watch Last of a Breed. This has been brought to you, though, by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online. Check them out. Uh, YamahaMotorsports.com. Mr. Laramie, again, to learn all about you, Last of a Breed, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time at Sportsman Channel get some merch all that cool stuff buddy where can we find you online go to laramiemiller.com or lastofabreed.com you bet hey coming up next is old cat daddy the kansas cat man he's got whiskers all right cat daddy's on deck mr laramie you're awesome man we love you buddy hey thank you guys it's always great the revolution with jim and trav is on the air they're fat lazy slobs who won't take responsibility for themselves they're just a bunch of immature jerks they're inferior genetic scum they are so dumb i think you should hear them for yourself um tell us what you really think of the show at jimandtrav.com stick around the revolution will be right back that's our shooter hunt hard fish hard and eat well oh my god this thing is huge in an all-new sportsman channel series the team at mountaintop outdoors travels the usa in search of the ultimate field to table experience we do this every year save this farm till rifle season to come over all that hunting and fishing sure works up an appetite we're going to put together a sportsman feast that you're not going to want to miss so be sure to pull up a chair mountaintop outdoors wednesdays at 7 30 p.m eastern only on sportsman channel the revolution with Jim and Travis back. Now here's our very own captain of the SS Tuna Tub, Cat Daddy. I'll never go fishing again. This is in my friend. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. We're talking wild outdoors on this week's show, and the show would not be appropriate if we didn't have Cat Daddy on. Yeah, we were talking about kitty cats before the break with Laramie Sasquatch Miller. Last of a breed, that's Sportsman Channel, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. But this man, he actually hunts kitty cats with a big old hook. That is Mr. Cat Daddy. And a beard. That's right. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? Going good, boys. Going good. I'm glad that ice cold Antarctic weather's the heck on out of here. Oh, my God. Man, that was, uh, we got down to, what, negative 26? Is that right? Yeah. Geez, boy, I'll tell you what. We had a good shag kill. I got a lot of shag gathered up. I'm just chomping at the bit, man, waiting to get out there and get it on, boy, because I've been out there tying lines and limb lines and, and uh, rubber lines and... Got everything ready to go. A spoonbill season's coming up real quick. I mean, real quick, March 15th to May 15th. I'm just totally excited. Now, you go down to Miami, Oklahoma, don't you? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's there's other places you can go, you know, but I found uh, Miami, Oklahoma's got the best daggone spooning I've ever done in my life. And every time I take clients down there, it's just a hoot and a blast, boy, because, uh, there's a lot of spooners coming up there from the lake of the Grand Lake of the Cherokees, coming right up the Oneosho River to spawn up there on the on the Pebble Gravel uh, Beach Dam up there. It, it's just fantastic fishing, man! Fantastic. You know, it's so terrible 
yesterday, Jimbo, I Bunny said, I'm going to go spooning with Cat Daddy, and I thought they're going fishing. No, they were actually <laughs> cuddling. Bunny and Cat Daddy were just cuddling. <laughs> That's not a sight Good you want to see. <laughs> Do you have anything available, though? My, By the way, my wife. Bunny wants to know. My wife is a bad woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. I got I got plenty plenty schedules open. Yeah. Anybody wants to go, just get a hold of me, boy. We'll go down there and put the spoon on them. Now, do you make people take a COVID test? You swab their nose before they get in the boat with you or what? I tell them to keep their rear end at the other end of the boat. <laughs> yeah. Now, what is the limit on the spoon bills down there? Well, you can have, you can have uh, as soon as you hook one and keep it. Okay. You're done for the year. Really? For the year? Yeah, it's Holy crazy. God. It's crazy. I mean, you can catch them all day long. As long as you return them back, but you know it's hard to throw a seventy, eighty, ninety pound spooner back. Yeah, yeah. And what is it again about the eggs? Well, you can't touch them eggs. You don't want to keep them eggs, man, because they'll get you, boy. Yeah. You don't want to keep them, even though they're good catfish bait. <laughs> now they got little offices down there set up where they'll clean your fish for you and uh, keep the paddlefish eggs. And they sell it, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. They sell them. But it, it, it's crazy. They can sell them. We can't. But that's the way it goes. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Now, the thing is, there's a lot of restrictions on uh, snagging them because you throw out a, a treble hook about the size of the anchor for the Queen Mary. And uh, <laughs> and you, you kind of drag that along the bottom or somewhere along the bottom. And uh, you hook it. And you could hook them just anywhere. And it's fight on like Donkey Kong. Boy, I mean, it's a heck of a fight. If you've, if you've ever snagged a catfish, or any other type of fish, carp or anything like that, man, in the tail or on the top fin or, you know, in, in the belly, you're reeling them in. They feel five times the size of what they really are. Mm-hmm. And they have to be barbless hooks, don't they? Oh, yeah. I got a couple of boys down there with some thread run, run right along them hooks. If they, oh, if they catch them hooking on them barbs. You'll be sorry, sorry the next day. Yeah, get out there and grab a five-gallon bucket. We got to take off and head down the trail. But uh, we've been talking with Cat Daddy, and, of course, he has the Kansas Catman website. Cat Daddy, where can we find you online, buddy? www.catdaddyguideservices.com. That's right. This has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. By the way, uh, them spoonbills are delicious. You can get some uh, nice good white meat. Great recipes from High Mount Seasonings. Prehistoric fish is what it is. Uh, visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Cat Daddy, real quick, do you have any trips available? Can we book with you right now? You sure can. You just get a hold of me, man. Uh, we'll get you fixed right up, bud. You bet. And if you want to uh, email Cat Daddy, you can send him an email at catdaddy underscore one at msn.com for your latest and greatest shad kill. That's right. All right, we got to get to a break. Mr. Cat Daddy, God bless you. We love you, buddy. Hey, you guys take care. And it sure was nice talking to you for a few minutes. <laughs> Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Trav. I'm calling to say that I no longer love you. My heart now belongs to Cat Daddy. What can I say? He's the angler of my dreams. He whiskered his way into my heart. And so I guess this is goodbye. You still have the phone on, eh? Buddies with Cat Daddy. He's so hairy. She wanted that tuna tub bean hole action late night flathead fury. Disgusting. My kids are calling Cat Daddy Poppy. Mm, yeah, boy. Stick around. The revolution.
will continue right after these messages. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help Help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim! With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak! I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the outdoors. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Talking about the wild outdoors. Of course, we had Joe Montagna, host of uh, Gun Stories. Also, Larry Sasquatch. Larry. Laramie. Laramie Sasquatch Miller. <laughs> of Walking on the Wild Side. What the hell's the name? Walking on the Wild Side? Well, last of a breed. Last of a breed. Uh, and then we had Cat Daddy. Uh, tall guy. Quick with a smile. No, nah, he's the short, fat one. <laughs> no. Uh, this was a fun show, Talking Wild Outdoors. And uh, what do you want to say, Jimbo? Hey, I want to say get out there this week and have a great time and and search for sheds as well as turkeys. And don't forget time change this week, and I hate that. I do, too. Boy, that really <laughs> uh, anyways, yes, get outdoors this weekend. Take some kiddos with you. Just spend quality outdoors time together as a family. It is imperative. And also that you hammer home firearm safety. Yeah, one so more thing. Important. Just go outside and build a campfire. Kids love campfires. Unless you live in the city, then you might want to check ordinances because you could burn down the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> Peace out, boys and girls. God bless. We love you in the USA so much. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.